What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Slap Stock Sundays episode, episode 99, as we look at the PWCC Weekly Auction number 99. Uh, this gives me two episodes remaining to guess who wins the giveaway at the end, but I've been failing every single week for the last 99 straight weeks, so or 98 straight weeks, so I have zero expectations the rest of this time. Um, but I really appreciate anyone coming to, to tonight's stream because we've got a special episode tonight. Of course, same old, we will be looking at the um pwcc weekly auction but tonight for the first half hour or so we'll be welcoming on pretty soon here Vinny from down the farm prospects um he is the creator of the slab stocks bowman draft cheat sheet as well as the bowman chrome cheat sheet that was from september um, or october around there whenever that released uh either way i'm really excited for tonight's episodes we dig into some bowman draft info with Vinny, and then we also look at some different baseball cards ending in this here pwcc weekly auction before we do that Julian, how is the day going for you, my man? It's going very well. Um, 49ers beat the Seahawks, so that's always a positive, or the, the Sea Chickens, as I call them. Um, that went well. Brock Purdy goes off per usual because he's the MVP. Um, yeah, every, everything's going really well. Uh, well, we beat Manchester United beat Chelsea this past week, so I, that was fantastic. But then we lost to Bournemouth, so it's been an interesting week for. Uh, I was gonna say you were ready to trip like crazy on here until you guys just stunk it up to but we did too. You you guys are a lot worse than we are. I know we lost Everton away also, so it's not looking good. Um, but we got we got a lot more important stuff to do tonight than than talk about a bad soccer team. <laughs> uh so let's uh let's just go ahead and welcome on Vinny right now. Vinny, you're on the stage, my man. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How's everyone's Sunday night going? Man, I'm good until I see you got a Cubs hat on, my guy. <laughs> I mean Hey, no, no. Cubs fans in general right now are not in a good place. But. I was gonna say, no, Tani, what happened? I don't know, man. Our, uh, we need to we need to throw some money here soon because uh, we're getting behind in a lot of areas. Well, I mean, you did throw money, you threw money at Craig Clownsell, so <laughs> that might be our biggest signing of the off season. <laughs> so, do do you, all right, really quick before we get into some things, do you think you have a chance to re-sign Bellinger? Is he already gone? Like he's gone, he's not not coming back. I don't know. I'd say it's over 50% at least. I know we've been keeping in contact with Boris and Boris is going to want a ton of money. I don't know if we want to take that kind of uh, gamble years wise with Bellinger off of one big year. Uh, I'd really like Yamamoto. And then this, the new Roka uh, Roki Saki news is pretty interesting too. If he does become available, he's going to probably fetch somewhere in the 350 to 400 million range. Yeah, that would be the guy that I would love to have, but I don't know. It's just so dead right now when it comes to just free agent signings, all because of the Atani wait and see that I, I don't but, know. But is that setting the scene now for like an absolute like flurry over this next week where like that was like the big domino to fall? Yeah, I don't know because I was expecting like moves to happen like right after Otani signed and it is a dead zone right now. Like, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez signed the day before Otani, and that, I thought that was going to unlock some of the third, fourth tier pitchers to start maybe panic signing deals, but it is quiet. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, uh, we will talk about free agency at some point tonight, but Vinny, before we jump into some draft info, I want you to you know, reintroduce yourself here. I know you've been on a previous Slap Sox podcast with Dane Corners. I know you're in the comments a lot on Sunday night streams. You do a lot of work with us on the on the, on the the cheat sheets, but just give us some info about yourself and your collecting, uh, your collecting journey. 
Yeah, I started collecting probably when I was eight or nine years old. You know, every time going to Kmart, that's going to be a throwback for some people. Julian, I don't think you know what Kmart is. You might not be uh, too young. I know what it is, but I haven't been to one. Yeah, like Kmart, Walmart, you know, buying blasters, buying packs like that. I didn't really have a hobby shop by where I used to live until I moved to where I live now. And that was when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13-ish. So like started with the value stuff, started working my way up. Cards is pretty much how I got into doing prospects. You know, it's pretty similar thing. You're looking for the same like stats and tools when it comes to prospecting for cards that you are in like fantasy and like draft wise, stuff like that. So it's all tied together. And it's pretty, it's pretty crazy how far I've gotten in the past couple of years. I, it shocks me myself <laughs> starting from like, oh, I have 20 people who listen to me to now like I'm pushing almost 6,000 people. And like the growth is spectacular and I love all the support that I get. Love it. Love it. Well, hey, we're happy to have you here uh, talking draft with us tonight and also just talking baseball with us uh, as we go forward um, and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, you know, give me your, you know, we'll, uh, like actually – Let's do this. Let's kick it off first. I want to hear about one of these cards you picked out for tonight. Because I had you pick out three cards, and we'll jump into some draft info. But you shocked me with your picks. So why don't you tell me one of them? I'll look it up here. And we'll show it. Um, let's start. Let's start with the big one. Let's start with the Adrian Beltre uh, Bowman ten. This one shocked me. Why do we pick a nineteen ninety seven card? I mean, that's that's the year before I was born, which is kind of around when you were. I feel so. Yeah, I I am not a big like. Uh, like a big veteran player buying when it comes to me buying cards. So I was shocked to see Adrian Beltre's tens getting $250, especially with looming question. Does he get into the hall of fame this year? So I don't know. This might, uh, this might be very interesting to watch. Cause if we're looking at the ballot this year, it's a lot of questions, a lot of PED questions. And if we're going to look the other way and stuff like that, <laughs> like Bauer and Belt or uh, yeah, uh, Mauer and Beltre like the two leading candidates and let me tell you adrian beltre had a couple good years but it wasn't until later in his career so maybe there's some skew with his voting but it's a very interesting card like and the 97 design in general i think is pretty underrated it wasn't such a big class like uh, my personal favorite in there would be carrie wood i have a bunch of carrie woods like that but like the design i feel like the retro design popped a little bit more and especially for it being almost what 20 for it being 26 years old the the card still looks really nice well Vinny, is is he a first ballot this year yeah well he's got to get in right he's got 93 and a half war yeah yeah so he'll be he'll be for sure and then mauer he's the guy that's kind of like on the edge right yeah it's it's beltran and mauer leading the pack right now and then it's they're gonna relook everyone over and see who got votes last year because they were iffy so i would say it's almost pretty much a lock with beltre and mauer but I, you never know it's the committee gets weird every year with voting so well you just, brought, but you just brought up something interesting is is the steroid stuff ever going to get looked over in the hall of fame voting uh, i don't think so because there's so many voters that have been in the the voting process for like 20 30 years that i think they're not ready to look over that or to like expand their thinking yeah so i think oh, there we go 260 <laughs> i was gonna say as you're talking i just got a bit here and uh <clears throat> oh, sorry i interrupted you on your uh... yeah but i think it's gonna be a while before we see some of the guys like we grew up watching like you know 
a rod bonds i think it's going to take until like manny ramirez week. and stuff it's going to take till like our generation take over the 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 voting process yeah, but can they even like get back on the ballot don't they fall off after a certain time yeah but then you can they can always come back with the veterans committee so there's a there's a subcommittee that does only players that have been uh, off the ballot that fall off the ballot they come back reconvene they usually go in with like Jim Leland went in this year with the veteran ballot. So like it's, it's a sub ballot. So that's, that's what they're looking for. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, thanks for the info. I never knew that. All right. Totally different ball game. Now we brought this Adrian bell trade. As we said, got a bid and everyone extended bidding starts in one and a half minutes. So you got 30 minutes and a place bids on other cards. You might be interested in, but uh, let's go completely polar opposite. Now guys, that just got drafted in 2023 overall thoughts on Bowman draft baseball, just like overall as a checklist, let's say this year compared to last year or normal Bowman draft releases. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where this, the potential it could have had if they didn't leave off 16 names could easily go down as one of the best Bowman products. I think ever, uh, you know, Dylan Cruz to you know, right off the top. Walker Jenkins is another one. Uh, Brock Wilkin. Like they left off some pretty big names, which 2024 Bowman is something you really want to start looking into. But yeah. it's still a very solid checklist right now. You know, White Langford is arguably already a top five slash ten prospect in baseball, depending on where you look. There's already rumors of him breaking camp with the Rangers. Um, Colt Emerson's also a very good name that really popped after the draft because he was a late first round pick. Paul Skeens, like if you want to try to compare him to a pitching prospect we've seen like he's the like steven strasberg but like times two so it's kind of hard to compare him to a prospect of you're saying steven, he's steven strasberg times two because when i was just getting like really really into cards that's yeah. when strasberg was like big 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 deal yeah. you know we have not seen a pitching especially a college pitching prospect of this kind of caliber in a while so it's it's hard to like come up with a comp like that's the closest one we can come to is like Steven Strasburg, but he could definitely be two, three times the player Steven Strasburg was. Yeah, and I mean, obviously health is a big thing there, too, that Steven Strasburg ended up not having as his career oh. went on. But his peak was pretty good, honestly. His peak did hit as I think expectations were. Yeah, he was within the majors in less than a year. So, and you know, I don't know if the Pirates would be willing to do that with Skeens. They're very lenient when it comes to player development. We could see him early next year, maybe late this year. I don't know. It's you're gonna have to wait and see when he debuts this year. But the the arsenal he possesses with his command is the best I think we've seen in 15, 20 years. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, especially when you're talking about like a pitcher headlining. I mean, obviously you have Langford and I don't I don't know if you mentioned Clark yet, but you got those no. two guys, those two outfielders, but then you got like a pitcher in the mix where I think normally people will see pitcher and they're just immediately like, I don't want that, you know, like, like get that away from me. But when you're talking about like, you know, kind of like a generational type prospect, that's a different story. Like even Jacob DeGrom cards before he got injured the last two years, those things are pulling crazy numbers. Yeah. And it's even crazier to think about it. Paul Skeens was pitching at Navy like a little more than a year ago and no one knew who he was until he transferred over to LSU. I didn't and even know he was somewhere before LSU. And then became – he was a borderline first-round pitcher and then had such a crazy year this year, he solidified himself as the best pitcher. 
of this generation so far. So that's crazy. Also, t- give me the details on this. How do like because like when you commit to go to the Navy, I mean to play athletics, aren't you committing yourself to years of service? How do you transfer out of Navy? I never even thought about that. Yeah, I don't know. He may I don't I don't know how the process works. I know you have to sign a contract with the Navy once you attend there, but I don't know. He may have got out of that contract. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know the specifics of it. I'd have to look more into it. But yeah, he was pitching at Navy and then came to LSU. I don't even think he was a pitcher. I think he was still a catcher at Navy. He was just starting to learn how to pitch. But yeah, he is the 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 amount of potential he has shown and how fresh his arm is compared to other pitchers of previous years is pretty spectacular. So Max Clark, you would say, is the best uh, high school player prep cl- player in the in the class. Or yeah, in the products in the product. Yeah, by far, Clark is. Clark has been been he's been hyped up since like 16 years old. He's huge on social media. He has a huge following. He has you know YouTube. He does all of his events and stuff like that. But the, he's like Jared Kelnick was a big prep guy coming out in 18. He's probably three times, maybe four times better than he was. Like there's better field to hit. There is some swing and miss concerns, but not to the amount where it's gonna totally like derail him. The power is really good. Like the only sketchy thing about Max Clark is that Detroit developmental system. Like Detroit has struggled in the past developing big time prospects besides Riley Green. Like Torkelson got off to a slow start, but that was, you could say it was, you know, COVID and the change of scenery with that. But Clark, Clark could be a really scary talent. Like he possesses, I would say four out of the five tools. I think the defense is a little sketchy right now. But even if he's a solid outfielder, he's still going to be a big player. With yeah, impact. that's awesome. So, uh, you know, I, you mentioned the other four, or four guys in, the, in your top five with Cole Emerson and Matt Shaw and stuff like that, the Mariners and Cubs. Put it in a perspective like the Paul Skeens thing, just because I think that, like like I mentioned, like a lot of people think Bowman Chrome pitcher autographs, $10, $20, you know, stuff like that. If you were to open the product on release day, 12-12, where would you put Paul? Like, how many players would you put above Paul Skeens? You're like, I want to pull that guy's autograph more than Paul Skeens. How many players? Man, that's hard because I think Paul Paul Skeens might be a $150, $200 base auto come Tuesday, right off the rip, if not even a little higher, just because of how much hype he got from LSU last year. Um, I'd, I'd probably say I'd go Clark. Like, I, I would go, I'd rather have Lankford and Clark over him right now just because of how much he has on top of his skill, like the exposure he has. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you're talking two players in the 101-player checklist above a pitcher, which is something I don't think we've seen for a while now, you know? Yeah. Which is crazy. And you just mentioned the thing, uh, you know, what he's got going for him, you know, on and off the field too. Like Julian brought up to me today, he's like, hey, people know who Paul Skeens is even if you're not a diehard baseball fan. Right, Julian? Yeah, yeah. That, that, we are talking about that because there are a lot of people who know who he is because of uh, other things. So yeah. it's kind of funny um, that, uh, I mean, even me personally, I didn't know like how good of a baseball player he was because I think one of the first times I heard about him was because of Livy Dunn. Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's – I don't think – yeah, people really – 
the cat like casual baseball people, I don't think they understand how good Paul Skeens is. Like if you go back and watch most of his starts at LSU this year, he's averaging like 13, 14 strikeouts a game. You know, fastball, high nineties with good control, late life to it, and then his off speeds just diabolical. Like this isn't this is an arsenal that like I keep on saying it, but we have not seen this before. So it's hard to like comp it to him. Like even like coming up with like a price for his autos. Like I haven't checked any of his case breaks right now. Like player breaks. I have not checked any of them. I guarantee they're like two, three hundred dollars. That's for that might be for like just a case. I, I think I need to start to use the word diabolical in my definition for cards where I love that term. <laughs> Uh, hey, anyone that's watching live right now, if you have any questions for Vinny for draft or anything baseball, please throw them into the chat as we talk tonight. I'm sure he'll be happy to uh, answer some. But let's take a, a break from draft talk really quick. And I know that you sent me over a Jackson Churio Mega PSA 10. Describe the Jackson Churio deal and what you're looking for this season with Churio with the Brewers because we haven't seen this type of deal either before. No, like the closest that we've seen is Corbin Carroll this year, but nowhere near the same kind of money but like jackson churio how they're how they just paid him he we might see him start the year in milwaukee i know there's a bunch of different rumors coming out of milwaukee like today it, there's buzz that now they're not trading corbin burns but now they're looking to move some of their young outfield for starting pitching so they're gonna find a spot for him i don't know if it's right away the money would say right away i would hope so but like this is if we're talking about someone who has eerily similar kind of skill set tools to Ronald Acuna, like Churio's the guy. And I remember I did my midseason update list this year when he was in double A against the uh the tack ball. So double A switched out their balls this year. They made an extra tacky one to help pitchers. There was three players in double A Southern that had above two, you know, 250 averages against the tackle. It was Pete Crow Armstrong, Owen Casey, and Jackson Churio. I had Jackson Churio over Jackson Holiday, and it set the world on fire. <laughs> but if we look at his skill set right now compared to Jackson Holiday, like you could toss it up either way. You could give the advantage to him for power. You can give the advantage to him for speed, a more premium position, because we don't know where Jackson Holiday is going to play it. We don't know if he's going to be a second baseman. Uh, shortstop, third baseman, like they still have Gunnar Henderson. They still have a lot of stuff to sort out. But Jackson Churio could potentially be one of these perennial all-star guys that, you know, we're talking two, three years from now, like, oh, Jackson Churio, oh, another all-star gamer. Oh, he led the league in home runs. Like, he has that kind of pop. He's very young, and he has the scary tools. So here's the other thing. Um Shoot, my mind. Oh, about the the tack ball or whatever in double A. I mean, his stats post them going back to the normal baseball or whatever. Dude, he was like, what was he saying? Like 500 for the two months after that, wasn't he? Like the month after or something like that? Yeah, he's insane. Yeah, uh, that's why I had to to go with the stats and say, like, this kid, like, we're looking, we've never seen like tack ball. This is the first time we've ever seen that before baseball's ever done that. For this being the Which first is time weird. It's like they were like trying to like nerf players. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. And for him to adjust so quickly to the tackle, like the double A Southern where he was playing this year, they had, I think, four out of the top six minor league leaders in strikeouts. He had no problem against them at all. 
Like it, it looks legit. I want, I kind of want to see him in AAA before he comes up, but he might, he might be one of these guys that blow up at spring. Uh, he'll probably get an invite to spring training. He's one of these guys that might blow up and crack the roster. That's spoken like a true Cubs fan. I want to see him in AAA to start the year. <laughs> just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, but yeah, I mean, so what? It was eight years, 82 million with an additional two optional with incentives to make it reach up to 142 million pre MLB ever playing a game. What he had like a week in AAA last year, even or not even. I, yeah, I, I don't even think he had that. I think he had like two or three games because he got hurt early, I know. And then he came back and then they threw the tack ball right at him. And then he just took off from there. Right. So, so I mean, here I know that you you hear a ton of information. I don't. But I, I do follow a bunch of Twitter uh, Brewers beat writers. And also, uh, Peg Junk, we're talking about Jackson Churio, the Brewers' uh, new uh, ten-year, eight to ten-year contract signing. Um, I hear a lot of Brewers talk that like he has every opportunity to start on the major league roster. So it is like, hey, go to spring training as long as you don't just do terrible to where it's like you need to tune up in the minors, like you'll be on the spring training roster or the their opening A roster, which means that yeah, like probably Freelick or Weimer will be traded. I want to trade Weimer. I think a lot of Brewers yeah, fans think it would probably be Weimer. A lot of Brewers fans like think he has this crazy potential because he's a right-handed hitter and stuff like that, but like and he can like hit a ton of home runs, but I'm like, dude, his swing is kind of weird. And like, he really fell off the map last year. So like his trade value is lower, but like, I wouldn't want to give up free liquor Mitchell. You're talking about possibly the best three hitting outfielders as a group over the next like five to eight years in the, in the NL. I mean, I don't know if you disagree with me, Vinny, but Mitchell free and, and Churio together. That's like the best young outfield in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Free you give him a full healthy season, he's probably right there at like 265, 270 average. Like the power probably said probably be in the teens, but you're looking at a lockdown everyday outfielder that can contribute in the top three spots of your lineup. Right. Uh, I would think Weimer's the one gone. They probably package him with some prospects to go get a pitcher. I would that's where I would guess. I do, I don't think Mitchell goes anywhere because just so just because how good he was. Yeah, he shouldn't. He's way too good. He's he he's and he was a what fifteenth overall pick or something like that. Like and yeah. the chances he's had, he's played amazing. So why would he trade yeah. him? He's injured once. And like, his story is pretty fantastic too. Like he slipped in the draft because he's a type one diabetic, and teams weren't willing to risk a high high pick on him. So that like, I didn't know. Everything, yeah. He had a really good story, and he did really good at UCLA when he came out. So I don't know, like. I personally wouldn't want to get rid of Mitchell, but no, it's it's probably it's probably either Weimer or Freelick. I would yeah, think. I mean honestly, I'd be upset if we traded Freelick. Depending on what we got back, maybe I wouldn't, but I'd be absolutely. Julian knows I. I was going to cut it. I'd be like, dude would be so down bad and devastated if he got traded. No, I, I, I don't know if I could break for like a week if that happened. I honestly would be so sad. I'd just you know be like. Cards you have too? Oh, my gosh. Be yeah, you, already, you already lost Woodruff, so do you want to lose another one? Yeah, exactly. I just, dude, I bought five Heritage Running Autos. Yeah. At the show. I showed you that, didn't yeah. I? And it was like, yeah, that's why I texted you. I was like, dude, what's going on up there? And I know. Milwaukee. It was like literally a week after. Are you kidding me, man? Um, But, uh. All right, we got a question from Mark Sakaguchi. Says, any thoughts on impact prospects are under the radar? How how about outside of the Bowman draft release? Because we'll talk about your draft sleeper for a second. First one that comes to mind is Nelson Rada of the Los Angeles Angels. 
if you've been following me on anything, you know I love the kid. The kid is spectacular. Played the whole entire season at 17 year old, 17 years old in A ball. He, he did so well last year in the Dominican Summer League at 16 that he completely skipped the complex this year. So he literally went in spring training and they said, "Wow, you're you're more advanced than we thought." Sent him to low A. Struggled the first couple months, but started to pick it up really quickly. We're talking about a 17-year-old who batted 276 and had 55 stolen bases. You do not see that at all. And if we were to compare his WOBA and his WRC Plus against other 17-year-olds to play in low A, there's only two other people. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. and Juan Soto. So this is one of these guys where I say, hey, the stats don't lie. He's 17. I've been following him in the offseason. His workouts, he has gotten a lot bigger. Uh they had an invitational for their prospects at the uh, Angels Stadium back in, I want to say it was September. They caught, It was all their top prospects plus their draftees. He had uh, a couple of bats there. He had 113-mile-per-hour exit velocity against Barrett Kent, who was their, uh, one of their drafted pitchers this year. That is his highest exit velocity of the whole entire year. So he's already getting bigger. The exit velocities are showing. He's physically showing more uh, more mass on the body. So this is a guy to watch. And uh, with Vinny loving him, as do I now because of him telling me that, I've got like probably 10 autographs of him in the last like four months because of Vinny. Like, I hope he's as good as you say because I'm, I'm ready to, to see those things uh, grow. Yeah, I know. And it goes against everything that I do prospecting like, organizations are a big key factor in what I do. Like, I Angels have like produced that. zero hitting talent, bro. That's what I'm saying. But that's why when I, you look at the stats, it's like, wow, like, okay, if he can succeed in a bad player development organization, like this, this is the, this is the talent showing over the development. Yeah. And the Angels are notorious for very like fast tracking their prospects. Like um, a couple years ago, Edgar Cuero came out of nowhere. He was an 18-year-old. They jump him straight to double A. Like, there's a chance that Nelson Rado is 18 this year starting at double A. Look at Cody agrees. He's like, glad you said that. I think all he needs is some bulk, and he'll be a stud. Yeah, he's already starting to get pretty massive, so <laughs> he's definitely one to watch. Love it. Uh, SCP, welcome to the show. Good to see you here. Uh, Vinny, quick fire question for me to you. Bobby Wood Jr. had a really brutal first half of the season last year. Ended up having a good second half of the season, but the Royals were still kind of in the garbage can, you know, over in the AL. Yeah. As we see new um, new prospects and new rookies emerge and all that stuff, and years go by that he's not a rookie anymore, is he a player who, like, if the Royals aren't turning around their franchise, you think he's just kind of, like, fade into this kind of, like, he's a good player, like, maybe great player, but there's, like, too many other players succeeding on good teams that his cards just can't really maintain or even grow in value much. Yeah, that might, that's a very good example because Kansas city's not helping him at all by a acquiring talent, B drafting good talent <laughs> and C just being just complacent with their roster moves. It almost feels like every year they're, the end of fighting for last place. And then when it comes to draft time, they do wild stuff like a little preview, Blake Mitchell, the first round pick for the, uh, the Royals in this year's draft. Like he was a very hyped up prospect. Probably shouldn't have went in the top 10. Like he's probably more of a back end teens guy. They did get him because they saved money and took, you know, better talent in the second round CBA pick. But yeah, 
Witt, you know, he's always going to be a struggle at the beginning of the season because he's mid Midwest teams in general, the weather here sucks. <laughs> so when you're playing in the Midwest in, you know, April, May, like it, it's not fun. It is hard to do. So when you see guys come out of the gate and put up good numbers early, especially in the very horrible Midwest weather, like that's someone to watch. Yeah. Got it. All right. Two more things. One. Um, oh, oops. One, tell me about why you picked this Ichiro as your third and final card to talk about tonight. That Ichiro, man. If we're talking about, you know, one of the greatest ever international signees to come over here in the light of, a, a you know, besides Otani, Ichiro Suzuki was an absolute monster. Like he was Corbin Carroll before Corbin Carroll. Like he's not, you know, maybe Corbin has more power than him, but we're talking about a guy who was a awesome leadoff hitter, very good content contact oriented hitter who would snatch bags and was amazing in the outfield. And I, I like collecting cards that are signed. So like signed IP cards, especially ones with inscriptions like rookie of the year and MVP. Like those, that's a really eye-popping kind of card because not only, you know, when they have like signings and stuff like that, not only are you paying for the autograph, you have to pay for the inscriptions too. You know, the grades, I really don't care about much about the grades. It's a, it's an IP signed card. It's not like, it's not like I'm buying it for, oh, a 10, 10 or something like that. It's not like a certified auto, but still to see an Ichiro with a very clean signature and inscriptions is pretty, pretty rare to see. Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, you're talking, this is, he doesn't have a Bowman Chrome auto. So no. it's, it's, you know, that he has some upper deck rookie autographs from this year, which are nice. They like some, uh, SP, you know, patch autographs and stuff like that and whatever. But, uh, you know, on a Chrome card like this, I'm not much of an in-person autograph collector and don't really buy like when they're, you know, certified slabs and stuff like that, but it's kind of a different ball game here. I think this card does look like you know your your pre-tops chrome autograph type of thing. Yeah. So it's it's a cool one. I agree with you. And also that price is kind of ridiculous if you think about it. Like if this was a pack pull card, I mean that's like you know 10, 15, 20 thousand yeah. dollar card right there. But it's not gonna have that value because it wasn't pack pull. But hey, if you're a PC collector and you just love Ichiro, that seems like a card to get yeah. in the PC. Yeah, that and especially like if you see his like send in autograph signing prices that is a steal right now yeah see so peg drinking says wait 260 for an auto card that's really cool and you say you know if you actually were to send it in yourself and get it you know signed like heck if anyone's watching right now as a big ichiro fan might want to go check it out i mean that that's a cool card uh all right vinia and our uh our little guest appearance from you Give me your three sleepers. This is a little bit of some preview, some preview content here because tomorrow and possibly Tuesday's content will be coming on Instagram. But for those watching or listening on podcasts the next morning, and kind of get ahead of it early here. Vinny, give us your three sleepers for 2023 Bowman draft. Yeah. Um, the big one that comes to mind is Jack Hurley of the Diamondbacks. Uh, uh, draft pick out of Virginia Tech. Hit his whole entire track record at Virginia Tech. Even he was a pretty hyped up prospect and when he was uh, still in high school, but he's another one of these guys that are like maybe a tool and a half lacking of a potential five tool category. Like the hits really good. The power is really good. His plate approach and his patience at the plate is really good. And you pair that with the diamondbacks who have been cranking out very successful outfield prospects year after year, after year, after year. Like this is almost like a match made in heaven to the point where it's like, 
it, it's almost too easy to like not to like not doubt this at all. It's too easy. <laughs> so like he's a perfect fit. I know the Diamondbacks this year they changed their whole entire draft like approach. They went more analytic driven than uh, just straight eye test. So this could be something. This could be something completely new we see from the Diamondback system. Um, another one is uh, Kendall George for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He is so fast. Like him, uh, George, Dylan Head, Bradfield, like uh, the speed in this class is unbelievable. Like this is probably the, the fastest class we've had ever, I would say. Um, but no, his hit tool is very advanced. You know, he doesn't have a lot of power, but his swing's lofty enough that he can find the gaps and he's his speed automatically plays his hit tool up another level. Like he's turning singles into doubles like they're nothing. He's going to be a triples monster, stolen base. Like all the categories are there. It's if power unlocks, watch out. This kid's going to be a monster. And then, I don't know. Do I want to go with him? Hmm. I'll leave him off, but there's another one. I'll go, I'll go a pitcher route on this one. Uh, Cade Kuehler. He is a pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. He was a first-round pick going into this year early. Uh, he struggled at Campbell, had inconsistencies with the fastball and command. Braves took a shot at him late. Uh, we're talking about a pitcher, three-plus pitch mix, plus fastball, plus changeup, plus slider. RPMs are crazy. Uh, he did make his debut this year. He had, a, if I'm not mistaken, he had one of the crazier pitching debuts besides Waldrip, who's... There's already rumors coming out of the Braves camp that Waldrip could potentially be up by like the end of April. So yeah, he pitched uh, seven innings, had eight Ks, one hit allowed. The stuff is pretty insane. If we're talking to category wise for pitching this year, this was a really lackluster class for pitching. But three other plus, than the go other than the go Paul yeah, other than yeah other than Skeens and Waldrip like this this class was pretty eh but. The Braves in general, anytime you find a Braves pitching prospect that has plus off speed, you want to bet on them because they are so pitching driven analytically that they they're just miles ahead of everyone else. Like it used to be the the Tampa Bay Rays it used to be the oh they're we're so good at pitching and stuff like that. Completely fallen off is the Braves now. The Braves, you find good tools pitching wise in their organization, it's pretty safe to bet on them. All right, thank you for that. And my last and final question is, would you spend $50 on a Clark the Mascot autograph relic of your favorite Cubs mascot? No, I'm good. The Cubs won't spend money on Otani. I won't spend uh, money on uh, Clark the Cub. <laughs> I got to say, his autograph looks like a soccer logo, like a European like soccer club logo with like some like stars above it for Champions League or something like that. Yeah, it's almost like a Vinny Jr. auto. <laughs> a little bit. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I uh, just thought it would be fun to throw that in at the end. All right, Vinny Man. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. I hope you have a great week tracking all the different polls and all the different sales from Bowman Draft. Uh, you know, any last words on Bowman Draft before you leave? Uh, man, I don't know. Just be ready. I think this is going to be a pretty crazy release, with especially with Tom Brady being in the product. I think we're going to see some crazy stuff right off the rip. Um, uh, you know, people have already gotten theirs early. And I've seen some pictures of that. The QC looks pretty good. If we're talking about, um, if we're talking about centering and uh, like scratches and stuff. It's looked pretty good. So this could be a, it could be a massive release. 
Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Of course, you'll find Julian and I in Fanatics Live on Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Julian, you ready to rip? I'm always ready. I've been itching to come back, but you haven't been letting me. You've been locking me up. I've been up. asking you like every week. I've been, I've been pulling all the heat. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, Vinny, thanks so much for joining us, man. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you this week to ask you some more questions, I'm sure, and post about it. So, all right, see you, man. All right, see you, dude. Always good stuff. I can tell that Julian's in the classes in session when he's sitting there not saying yes, anything. Yes, see, it's nice because we had Greg on and now we had Vinny on, and those are the two sports. Obviously, I don't have, I don't know a ton about, but I've I've learned a lot more about baseball than hockey. So I'm just like like looking up stuff on the side, like trying to like figure out some different stuff that he's talking about because I enjoy I enjoy listening to people like that. And Vinny is super knowledgeable on this type of stuff, and he'll pop into our fanatics live and talk about players especially when i'm pulling stuff and i'm like oh this is decent right and then like, <laughs> you'll tell hey, me good all i gotta say is that's a good thing that Vinny created that cheat sheet for the community because not even you yourself can learn before you break yeah yeah and been... Aaron, for the, everyone who's uh doesn't know about this cheat sheet what were you talking about yeah yeah so daily slab every single morning for the next at least couple weeks uh Vinny's uh bowman draft cheat sheet top 45 prospects prospects in the set with all their different analysis and all players are tiered in the four tiers. Uh, basically, if you go to slabsocks.com, sign up for the daily slab, and then you'll get that cheat sheet in your email. And I got to say, Jay, Jay is in the house tonight. What is Jay well known for? His unique cards. Yes. Yeah, see, well, guess what, Jay? I didn't forget what you said last well, week. Well, giveaway, giveaway. Yeah, I didn't forget. I already bid on some non-sport cards, Jay. I'm ready to uh, – I'm ready to um, – Sorry, just reading Peg Jones' uh, comment. But I'm ready to, to get some non-sport giveaways in the house tonight, Jay. So you inspired me. Um, Peg Jones. Oh, I, I see. You're coming up with a, with a cheat sheet name. <laughs> oh, Jay, I'm trying to stay away. I'm not going after <laughs> them uh, Alexander Graham Bells and stuff like that. Don't worry. I don't think that you're bidding on uh, some of these ones I'm bidding on right now. So, And remember, for the people. For the people. Now, I have a question. I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of Vinny, so I'm okay embarrassing myself in front of you. Um, was there a potential for Arjun Namala to be in this, or is that like much farther down the road? Well, that wait, is that the Indian? Yeah. Uh, how do you spell his last name? N I M M A L A, I think it is. I see. Uh, was he just, he was just probably signed? Like he was just, he wasn't, oh no, was he drafted? Oh, he was drafted. Yeah, he was in the yeah, first yeah. round. Oh, no, there actually was, there definitely was potential for him to be in the set. I don't think. Oh my is. God, I'm mad now. The boy Arjun Damal, I definitely would collect his cards. No, but he'll likely be in, in, in 2024 Bowman. I guess I'll just have to go crazy on that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm definitely thinking that he's going to be in 2024 Bowman. And we already got Vinny in the house and Isaac as well. Yeah, Blue Jays first round pick. That's my bad for not knowing that. Uh, I knew I knew of his name because I'm pretty sure he brought him up before. But uh, yeah, no, there was a, a number of first round picks left off the checklist. But generally, the the ones that are left off will will be released in uh, the following year's Bowman. Um, and it happens like every year. This year, I think there might be a couple more players that are left off than in previous years. Um, maybe for the Tom Brady inclusion, maybe to make the checklist smaller. Not sure, but. Uh, Either way, I should find him in 2024 Bowman. I take it. There is such a nasty Lillard ending tonight. I wish I could. I wish I could buy that. But it is a sticker autograph. Is I added those things late. I'm pretty sure because like the contract stuff with with Leaf and everything. But 
man, $2,200. is just such a sick card. Gold patch autograph number out of 10. Uh, Julian, I cannot believe these things are still there's doing. There's two. Yeah, there's two, and they're still doing like sixteen to seventeen hundred dollars <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we can't escape it. It's crazy. Daniel Jones, man. He, uh, I mean, he's obviously he's injured. But spot. He's lost his spot. Oh, to DeVito? Yeah. Let's see what happens tomorrow night. Packers, uh, Giants, Jordan Love shows coming to. I need you guys to absolutely shut the Giants down, even though I do like DeVito because I'm playing Saquon Barkley. And uh, Mm. if Barkley is held under like 15 points, I'm definitely going to (laughs) win. There you go. Uh, Let's see here. I've not won a giveaway yet, but uh, I guess that would make sense. Well, I don't remember. Either way, I haven't won a giveaway yet, but let's hope in the – in the next window, I can get the giveaways. Jay, I gotta prove to you that I'm getting non-sport giveaways. Um, <laughs> that's such a funny comment. Real music says, "Of the blue question, what's up with the hockey? LeBron is he balling? The rookie? I'm pretty sure he's asking about Connor Bedard. A funny way to ask of how Connor Bedard's doing. Um, yeah, he has been doing extremely well. I know at one point he was on pace to kind of match Wayne Gretzky's like." pre or teenager goal record which i think is 51 which is insane um right now i'm sure he's on pace oh he's got 11 goals 12 assists 23 points in 27 games almost a point a game is insane stuff for uh for an 18 year old uh mind you yeah bedard bedard's cooking man he's uh He's, he's going to be – he already is a huge player. I don't even have to say he's going to be a huge player. Julian, you see the boy Zach Wilson had himself a game today? I, I did see that, and I also saw the clip of him trying to juke the player and then almost tearing his ACL, which was very interesting. But, I, yeah. I didn't see that one. No, the, he, like, did, like, a little, like, juke shimmy, but it was it was raining, so then he, like, just, like, skidded. He just, like, fell. Um, But, yeah, it, it's uh, – I'm happy for him because, like, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy, but – I thought it was funny how every or everyone was like all the memes were like Zach. They want Zach Wilson in starter, but Zach Wilson doesn't want to start or something. Well, it's it's just so weird. Like I can't really understand like that situation. Like just in general, not even if like he said he didn't want to start, but like just like bench start him, bench him, start him, bench him. Like, I understand you kind of got to bench a guy when they're doing bad because then you know hopefully yeah. they can figure it out and then start again and do better. And that seems to be what has is happening with him. But. uh you know who else who cooked this week that you've been cooking on your Hoobie buying? Who? Br- uh, Bailey Zappi. Okay, but to be fair, I don't really cook Zach Wilson that much. I do I cook know. Bailey Zappi a lot. And everyone's probably going off thinking he's like the future, he's the next Tom Brady. And I texted you after the game, too. I was like, oh, God, Bailey Zappi's having a really good game. His cards are going to go through the roof. So, uh, uh he had there was a prism gold emergent of 10 ending in this week's auction, and then uh, another one, uh, Drew Locke. Man, I know that you guys played him, and he, I, I was telling people I was more concerned with Drew Locke playing than Geno Smith. Why that dude has a cannon, yeah, but Geno Smith's definitely better than Drew Locke. I mean, he he probably he definitely is, but in terms of like our style, and like I feel like we fo- we focus so much on Geno Smith that like. I don't know. I, those backup quarterbacks and guys that are like have very different play styles, I kind of get worried about. And for yeah. a period there, it was very close. And I'm also a Drew Locke fan. So um, we'll see where that goes because Geno Smith's what, like 33, 34? Yeah, he's, he's older, you know, drafted in 2013. Uh, but uh, oh, I was going to say Josh Dobbs, bro. Do you see the. Ooh, I'm so sad. The pastronaut. Three to zero. Come on. Three to zero. He gets yanked. 
of the game. Nick Mullins goes in. Unfortunately, the Vikings win. Man, three to zero sucked. That's the first time that's happened since like 2007, tied for the lowest point points in NFL history. Um, but what I was gonna say was like anyone buying backup quarterbacks, please never, ever, ever, ever buy like these random backup quarterbacks when they get like their first start, just like randomly. Like or if they're doing well after two starts. Okay, Brock Purdy's like a totally like different animal and like unicorn situation. Remember, this guy only had draft picks cards at the time that he like started to start and do really well. Like Dobbs's cards, bro, those things were absolutely doing insane numbers after his second victory. Those things are in the ditch right now, like bad, you know, and that stuff changed all within a couple weeks. Peg junk, unfortunately, I am telling you that your Davis Mill card grade well, card is cooked. Well, CJ Stroud got injured, so I don't know he how did long he get a concussion today. Maybe Davis Mills is about to pop off one so, day. So let me show. say this. All right, let me, let me add the second part of this then. If you have a card of a guy who then ends up starting, please sell it when he ends up starting. <laughs> so maybe Peg Jung, your your card is now in the recovery, but don't be holding it hoping that he has like five good weeks in a row because that's like as as we know, CJ Stroud will come back eventually. Yeah. All right. That's, a, that's a, like you said, that's a little bit different because if you buy a card originally and then it doesn't do, go well and you still have it and then you can sell it, sell it. But don't, yeah. if a guy does super well, don't go and buy his card. Correct. There we go. That's, ooh, speaking of, man, if you told me I, that, that. I had this one saved. I was going to bring this up. I'm like, how much do you think this was worth, like, at the start of the season? Yeah, let's do a little look-see and figure out. I think I might have it up. Okay, a, a non-graded did 1600 August 28th. And again, this is betting on a third round quarterback in a weak quarterback class. Dude, for a guy to go in the third round in a weak quarterback class, Julian, he was coming out this year with the quarterback class, he'd be like a sixth round pick. I think he might not even get drafted. (laughs) (laughs) No, but actually, I mean, it is is a serious, you know. Dude, did you see the interception he threw? No, I honestly, I haven't really seen a whole lot of football from today other than my fantasy. There there were two plays. There was one where Bijan was wide open. They're on like the three yard line and he was wide open. And then he missed the pass. Oh, and I then, actually, go ahead. Yeah. Did you see that one? No, I heard about it. I didn't, I didn't see it. But. And then the next one was a very similar play. I think it, it might've been a screen or it was Bijan. I actually, I think it was a screen pass and he turns and there's literally a defender standing like right there and he throws it in the defenders, takes it and runs. Man, did he get benched there or no? Or did he play the whole game? I don't know if he got benched. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Dude, speaking of balling out, so we got Joe Burrow here, obviously, one of the best quarterbacks when healthy. Um, an authentic Dude, Dude, Jake he, Browning is balling. Oh, my gosh. I, I've, I'm i completely honest. I have watched a couple of the games, and by the way that he's been playing, it took me a second to realize Joe Burrow wasn't playing. <laughs> like I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, that's a nice shot down the field. And I'm like, wait, why is Burrow on the sideline? And I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. So Jake Browning is absolutely balling out. And it would not surprise me to see him get traded this offseason if he's still in a contract after this year. Um, as I'm here talking about, don't buy backup quarterbacks, but this dude's like actually looks good. <laughs> like, you know, and, and and I'm not saying to buy his cards. I'm more saying like he'll he'll end up on a team and maybe get an opportunity. But it is pretty crazy to to see him do that well when I I'm not sure that the Bengals can make the playoffs just based off of kind of they're seven and six, so it's possible. Okay, it's it's definitely possible. Um, 
but uh, it'll be it'll be difficult with no Joe Burrow the rest of the year. Um, but wow, yeah, he's he's really doing well. And and honestly, I I thought that this was going to be a really good time to buy like Jamar Chase and maybe Joe Burrow if you want to spend the money. But at this point, like Chase is still. I, I know last week. I don't know about this week because I didn't check his stats yet. But he was playing really well with Jake Browning, so I'm not sure there will be much of a um a, a drop for for him. Uh, here's the biggest problem with the with the Bengals right now for tiebreakers' sake. They're zero four in their division. They haven't won a single divisional game this entire year. Yeah, not good. No, but they all are tied. It's like a five. Is that a six way tie right now? It's a six-way tie at seven and six right now in the AFC. And the Broncos, man, they're on a roll. The Broncos are on a roll, and I'm happy for them because the boy Russ finally getting a little bit of respect. Yes, let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. All right, I got to highlight this card right here. Absolutely love Upper Deck High-End Hockey cards. We got this nasty laundry tag with, like, some scratches in it, some multicolored patches. This is out 2020, the cup. And uh, this is, in fact, a game use card right here. So, you know, we know how much game use matters in the market today. And uh, this is at 1225 now for this McDavid non autograph card from 2020, which is very, very nice card right there. The uh, Brock Purdy, by the way, do you think he's MVP favorite right now? I feel like he should be, but I still don't understand that. All like the the hate and everything he gets, like system. Yeah, the team's good, but like we saw last year when Brock Purdy got injured, like you still have to be like a good quarterback to get them the ball. It's not like you're throwing it straight up in the air and like they're they're catching it. He's making <laughs> good decisions, high IQ plays. Um, in my but opinion, that, I think so. But also, I think Christian McCaffrey should get a shout. Julian, that's what they call a game manager. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm I'm joking completely. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. No, 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 I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Don't slay me. Uh, Tyreek Hill, bro. Tyreek Hill should win MVP. He, yeah, he's also up there. It's, it's crazy. Him and Tua. I've seen. There was the one play I think last week where, um, I think Tua made the wrong read and threw it, yeah. and like Tyreek adjusted. Like they're crazy. They're so. I, I think that he actually said Tyreek came out and said that he ran the wrong route. And then he had to readjust. Oh yeah, that's what it was. That's he came out, yeah, because someone was blaming Tua for it, and like, oh look at Tyreek Hill saving Tua type of thing. But he actually tweeted, he's like, nah, it's on me. But I adjusted the you know, to to save it basically. But not many players can adjust a completely no. wrong route to save a no, especially when you like have to like turn your head like the other way. I don't know how people do that. There's been a couple of those I've seen. Yeah, yeah, definitely difficult. All right, this is maybe one of the most interesting players in the entire NBA right now. This hey, is I'm thinking of Stephen A. Smith the second I see this card. Yeah, if anyone saw Stephen A. Smith this weekend, he was ripping on Zion for uh, some yeah. things. But uh, Zion Williamson, it looked like he was on the right path this season as long as he stayed healthy, of course, which is the biggest uh, concern every year. Um, he's still only 23 years old, which feels like he's like 30 by now with the amount he hasn't played and like all this stuff. And like his kind of like, you know, I guess you could say like maybe downfall, but his last two games, um, two important games, mind you, uh, at the Kings. And then, um, and that was in the, the in-season tournament. And then it will. So actually that one was in, in Sacramento. And then the Lakers won in the semifinal in-season tournament in Vegas. 10 points against the Kings, 13 points against the Lakers. He plays under 30 minutes both games. The Lakers won. They got absolutely blown out of the building, so you wouldn't really expect him to play over 30 minutes. But 
I, I'm just not sure that he is worth the thousands of dollars anymore based on like, and I don't even know if he was that as of the last couple of years, obviously, but yeah. It's, it's also crazy to see him be an all-star last year with only playing 29 games and then sitting out the rest. Yeah. Of the it's gotten to the point where, like you said, he's been around so long. So it's not really like prospecting anymore. It's like, you've seen what he can do. Um, there's rumors still running around about his health and that he's not listening about nutrition and stuff. And he's a big boy. So to put it um, lightly. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there are some, some uh, concerns about that, but yeah, it's just it's it's unfortunate when there's guys like that where obviously I'm not gonna make any assumptions. I don't know how true the rumors are, but if he's the type of player who's super talented but not putting in the effort, like he just wasted potential. So I'm hoping that's not what's going on. Yeah. I, I did see a video though, however, when the Bulls beat the Pelicans of Zion Williamson saying, like, I want to play here or something. So Julian is one of them fans that, like, the Knicks fans always want the marquee free agents but never gets them. Yeah, we're, we may not get them. But, but I, I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't know if it's really that marquee. Okay, just to put into perspective, and obviously our eyes can tell the story, but Zion is 6'6", 284 pounds. Yeah. Giannis is 7'11", well, 242. He's, he's like 40-some pounds less. Yeah. It's just, it, at some point, it's just like physics, like his knees, like you can't sustain that for that, that's from, and especially with that much like running, jumping, quick movements and stuff. Yeah, like that's really what it comes down to. Like, you know, it's it's one thing you can have additional weight and like bully people, which, but that's another thing. It's like, well, if you can't stay in the court, then you can't stay in the court, anyways. Do you remember how much the first Jamar Chase National Treasures patch autographs were selling for when those things came out? Two, three grand. It, I mean, it was something crazy. I was just going to do a quick peek and see. But we got Jake won his first Giannis card in a while tonight. Oh, what did we get? He, he didn't say, but we'll, we'll wait for a response. <laughs> Love to hear that, Jake. And as anyone else wins any cards, please let us know. Um, I think. I think I've oh I've locked up both giveaways. We got both oh, giveaways oh. locked up, both non-sport giveaways. Jay, you better be excited. I'm Jay's excited. gonna Jay's gonna um, rage quit if you pick him as as his name. Don't pick his name. I, I think I have to. Oh I God, Jay, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I think I have to. It, it only makes sense, really. Oh jeez. Um, I think that the Jamar Chases were doing like two grand out of forty nine or two and a half thousand. Giannis was a 2013 Prism SGC, pristine. It was labeled. So, labeled. Jake, I saw that. That was an excellent purchase. I was actually considering going in on it myself. Um, the gold labels, unless you look very close at the scan, it is a little hard to see on a, on a flat scan. So, congrats on that. Those things are far more rare than PSA 10s for sure. Um, this is an interesting one here. So, this is uh, primetime Deion Sanders, but baseball, rookie year materials. As a Yankee, authentic game worn jersey, prime, prime patch for prime time. Actually, a really cool card. Um, I think it might have just ended or it's still going. It just sold for $264. Um, pretty cool card, though. Um, if I do say so myself. Also, I just got a win. I just got a win, Julian. I just Didn't won a, a Bowman Chrome University. Did you? I don't yeah. even, I didn't even see any of this. So, do you, I'm sure you've heard of this guy or know who he is, but I got a. Come on, you, you know who you're talking to? 
an on-car Dallas Turner gold refractor wow. autograph number yeah. 50, 10, 10 for $32. That's and fair. he's going to be a top 15, top 20 draft pick this year in the NFL for an outside edge rusher. So I know that defenders don't pull the most money, but that's also why I was able to get it for $32. Just seems a on-car gold auto, 10, 10. Solid. Not sure. Solid. That's sure probably why I didn't see it because it was, it was that cheap. So steel. <laughs> Oh, uh, we got all my cards stuck. Levi saying non-sports. Let's go. Yes, sir. I know you've got one of the coolest non-sports collections, the Ted Lasso PSA 10. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jay says I won the Tesla from 1907. So thus far, man, a Tesla was made in 1907. I was just going to make that joke. I was just going to make that joke. Elon must have been around a long time. <laughs> So hey, uh, d- just diverting really quickly from some uh, some sports card talk here. Did you see about what's going on with this uh, kicker for the Cowboys? No. Okay, kicker for the Cowboys never kicked in the NFL before this year. wasn't even a football player. He was drafted in the first round of the MLS. Do you know the name Brandon Aubrey? feel like i recognize that dog draft in the first round of the mls he played at notre dame soccer played at notre dame for soccer he hit a 60 yard field goal that would have been good from 70 in the first quarter literally the thing would have been good from 70 i'm not joking just drilled it and then he just hit a 59 yard field goal within the last couple minutes dude i'm telling you soccer players are the move for for football dude i had not heard i don't know how i haven't heard about this so he yeah. hasn't played football at all. No, like he didn't kick in college. That's wild. Or at least I'm like, I'm. No, he, he didn't. He didn't because he, he played. He played soccer at. Says while well, watching, uh, he might have been in the. Was he in the USFL before this? Yes. Um, the USL, but he said. Oh, um, while watching an NFL game in 2019, a place kicker missed a field goal, and he he told his wife, "I could do that." Uh, worked with former Mississippi State kicker and kicking coach three times a week, and then he was drafted in the U.S. Oh no, you said USFL. I was talking yeah. about. I was thinking about soccer. Yeah, it was USFL. Yeah, like he was in like the he was drafted in the football league. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I'm rooting for this guy. I need a card of him. Yeah. So I mean. That's ball. Tuck, Tucker's the goat, but if this dude keeps this up, I mean, this dude is just like insane. I mean, it sounds like he's got um, longest rookie streak for made field goals. Impressive, the cardboard collaborative. Very, very. All right, there's still a chance for me. I need to try out. <laughs> um, here's another one. Uh, the Michael Phelps uh, PMG. The that's like the upper deck employee exclusive or whatever. I remember when these were doing crazy numbers. Let's see here. The most expensive one was a PSA 10 for 6K, a 9 did 4 grand, another 9 did 3.5 grand. So I got to say, if there's ever cards that you really like want at one point, but you're just like, yeah, it seems like it's too expensive. Well, at one point, it probably was too expensive. And you might be able to go and find some nice deals for your collection right now. I'm not saying you need a Michael Phelps in your collection if you like yeah. him, sure. That's like that's like me with some Marvel PMGs. No shot of like, dropping them like a year or two ago. This is a crazy card right here. Roger Federer and Pete Sampras dual on-card auto. I think I'm pretty sure those are on-card. Sickling card. I don't really know who Pete Sampras is, but. Oh, bro. He's one of the tennis goats. He was, he was like, he was the guy like before 
like Federer and Nadal and Djokovic came. Like he was he's American and he was the guy. He was like playing during like the dominant American uh tennis run. Oh, okay. Okay. He he yeah. he was American? Yeah. Wow. Hey, there yeah, hasn't no, been a, a really good male American tennis player in a while. Well, I know, but th- like those were the guys that were like part of like the golden age of like US mm-hmm. tennis in like yeah. the the 80s and stuff. Um, or like in the nineties, eighties, I guess his career began eighty eight. But uh, and then it was like now, now there's a actually a pretty solid amount of good American players in tennis. So this is kind of like the revitalization, as they're calling it, of like you know American tennis stars, which they haven't won a, a Grand Slam yet. With now Alcaraz winning, you know, and uh, obviously Djokovic and stuff still playing amazing. But um, we'll see if they can do like uh, TFO and 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 Taylor Fritz and stuff. Yeah, we got the what was it, the American guy who did like the phone? He's like, yeah, that that was uh, Ben Shelton. So he he's up and coming. He's young, um, and uh, he's 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 a fun fun kid to watch play. Um, but yeah, he did the phone hang up on Joe. Was it was it on Djokovic? No, no, yeah, yeah, no. He did on he did on whoever he beat before Djokovic, which I guess. And then Djokovic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he wait did he beat Alcaraz? No, yeah, uh, no, Alcaraz lost to. Uh, I can't remember now. Was it Sinner or something like that? No. Either way, I'm not going to go through the the mind games at this point. Let's see here. I got to hop over to all items. Look like all the favorites are your soul. All right, let me uh, let me get to sharing what we got for giveaway tonight. How about that? How about that? Sounds like a plan to me. We need Jay to control his excitement. Boom. Two Star Wars 1977 cards. Harrison Ford as Han Solo and Alec uh, Guinness as Ben Kenobi. How about that, Jay? How do you like that? Two Star Wars 1977 non-sport. This Han Solo card is so cool, in my opinion. That's sick. Um, But yeah, man. Really crazy. Fire. All right. Let's get back to the uh, items that are here. <laughs> Jay says it's the best uh, giveaway I've seen in 26 weeks. <laughs> oh, come on, Tom. Tom, I couldn't go after the super crazy oh. ones. No, Tom, here's the problem. If I went after the super crazy and creative ones, I totally would be stealing Jay's cards from him. That's true. And Aaron, I'm just looking at scores right now. You might have predicted another Eagles loss. Cowboys have the ball and they're up 27-13. Dude, they're frauds. I'm just saying. They're kind of on par with the Vikings of last uh, last year, in my opinion. Hey, funny enough, we're talking about Ichiro um, autos and rookies and stuff. There actually is a rookie auto of Ichiro 2001 Ultimate Collection. Ichiro rookie jersey autograph number out of 25. So, Vinny, if you're still here right now, I know we're talking about, but there you go. And if anyone's in the vintage, wait, someone commented earlier. I should have brought it up. I don't know if it was peg junk. Maybe it's peg junk. But uh, there's a super, super high-end vintage one ending here uh, tonight. 1969 tops, Roberto Clemente, number 50, SEC 9, top 15% eye appeal here in PWCC. Super nice-looking card there. So 
I, know, I think it's Peg Junk commenting. It was Peg Junk about Willie Mays. Willie Mays and stuff. Yeah. As well as Jackie Robinson too from fifty three. Some really big ones actually. And there's another Ichiro. That's really funny. Oh, I mean, I, to be honest, could be the same person who's got a nice Ichiro collection selling the the rookie autos. That's a cool one though. Ultimate collection. Um, that says Ultimate Ichiro down there. That's pretty sweet. Number out of 50, rookie jersey auto. That Zion is st- still running. It probably didn't help his career that he was in New Orleans either. <laughs> was it the I, gumbo? The gumbo. Gumbo's too good? Gumbo's too good. What, Julian, what are your thoughts on like super fractors and gold vinyls slash golden treasures that aren't super fractors? Like, do you see Panini gold vinyls like as collectible as super fractors? You know, no. it maybe it's difficult for you because you, it actually is actually good to get extra perspective on this because you, you know, have been were researching cards, started collecting a lot come around 2020. I want to hear your opinion on how you see gold vinyls in the market for someone who's kind of like learned a ton about cards in the last three to four years. I mean, I, I kind of just view it as like a knockoff super fracture. So if I want to, if I want one of like one of those super high end cards, I just go for the super fractures. And I, I told you this when I, uh, not, not trying to stroke my ego or anything, but when I hit two super fractures in uh, one of our breaks, but those cards just, they're just so cool and they hit different. And if it's not a super fractor and it looks similar I don't know. It just kind of turns me off. Like I, I don't, I, I don't really want the card. Um, there are some nice gold vinyls, but at that point, it's the the difference in price is like they're both going to be pretty expensive. So I'd probably much rather shell out for the super factor. Right, and I also asked that because there was a really big. Uh, oops, that was not what I wanted. Um, there was a really big gold vinyl that ended. Yes, yeah, I saw this you one. Did, did you see this one? Yeah. Jared Goff, PSA 10, rookie gold vinyl out five for 3360, which is a mega number. And those are number out of five. So I think that maybe like there should never, in my opinion, there should like never be like an out of five of like the super. Yeah. Fractors. Obviously it, looks when there so, was, it looks too close. Yeah, and obviously when there was the, the super fractor duplicate and 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 uh, Bowman Chrome Baseball, you know, it's such a big deal because, like, hey, like those are supposed to be one of ones, obviously. And this is Panini, a different manufacturer, and they choose their parallels, all that stuff. But I just feel like that, like anything of that design, if you put it out five, it instantly just makes me think even worse of it, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in the same boat. Um, it should be that one card that's way different than everything else, and that should be the super factor. Now, ignoring that discussion. In general, a BGS 9.5 of this card sold for $670 back in 2020. So if you bought this card, let's say you bought this card before even maybe the end of last season, you'd probably be like doubling or tripling your money on it or more. So, Although I have to say, somehow the Lions lost to the Bears today. uh, They probably should have lost them the other week too. You could possibly be talking about two losses for uh for the Lions to the Bears in the last like four weeks, but they miraculously came back against them. 
It's crazy. These things were always so wild to me. So I, I do not, I actually do not understand this. And maybe someone who has a little bit more knowledge on this than me can share. And I'm going to take some guesses. I'm your guy. What? I'm your guy. <laughs> Probably not. Um, Maybe. So this is 2016 Upper Deck. They called this thing like Supreme Hard Court, where it was like these, like, this is a big, like, it's not a normal size card. Like, this is a big piece of, like, wood type of thing. And... It's an autograph NBA game use floor. Um, includes uh, this piece of Bobcat's authentic game use floor has been certified, having been used in the 2000 during the 2005 to 2013 seasons. And then you've got like the autograph. Oh, that, that's actually signed, right? Oh, wait, okay. Can someone clarify this to me? Is this talking about the jerseys? Oh, yeah, the memorabilia. The memorabilia has been certified to us as having been used in an official Chicago Bulls game by Michael Jordan. So he 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 would play it on it while he was playing no. the Bobcats. No, 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 no. He was retired by 2005. The memorabilia, the jersey's in here. You see that? The yeah. jerseys in there were used by the Bulls or used with the Bulls. The floor was from the Bobcats. And... So like, why would you put the floor that's not related to... Yeah, and that one doesn't really make much sense. He was probably the owner of the Bobcats come <laughs> one of those years, so I guess he walked on the floor as an owner, you know? But to me, here's my bigger question is, like, Upper Deck lost their ability to make licensed NBA cards, like, in 2009 or whatever. This is 2016. Maybe there was, like, a one-year workaround where they could create, like, jumbo not card cards of floors so it's really isn't a card it's like a floor so it doesn't fall into the same legal terms you see what i'm saying yeah like the, if they could have made cards they would have been making all these card sets even in 2016 but an interesting way to create like some memorabilia and like you know products without making cards but it looks like a card it's just mega yeah kind of looks like like the basketball clipboard it does. It does. Yeah. So Tom said it's not a card. So I'm sure that's why it's wood. And like, yeah, I agree with you. But I guess my next question is then did this get shut down? Could they not do anymore? Why don't they still do stuff like that unless they just can't get to like the memorabilia, you know, like the floors and stuff? I don't know. But to me, it seems like a pretty good deal, actually. Like if you, if you can't make licensed yeah. cards, like to like get like your players and stuff to, to sign stuff. Yeah, I really like it. I would want to see that in a slab, though. <laughs> you you want to see in the Beckett slab it's where like it goes from huge, like <laughs> feeling the floor? Little, little tiny piece. Uh, Peg Jones says he has a game floor card of one of those. Which one, Peg Jones? Yeah, let us, like MJ. Is it is does it look like that? Is it huge? Is it smaller? Yeah, I do like that idea though. Do we want to know I found the other day? So here, uh, this one just sold. Ooh, we're at the the one one o'clock or one minute windows. So I'm going to start the giveaway right now just to make sure we lock in uh, people and there will be two giveaway winners tonight. Um, So make sure to put your number ones in the in the comments. We'll let that go until 10.05 p.m. Central Time. 
and we're only guessing number one, right? That's what we're going yeah, for. we're only guessing number one. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Jay. In advance, I apologize if Aaron chooses you. I'm very sorry. Ty Jack says MJ Finals four versus the Jazz. Now that's sick. That's wow. it. Wow. Um. All right, back to what I was talking about. So this 2001, uh, 2000 press pass Tom Brady card just sold. Julian, for you who is obviously a big BCU fan today, press pass was the Bowman Chrome University of back in the day. All right, yeah. press pass was the stuff to get. I had Earl Thomas press pass autographs, Jamal Charles press pass autographs, yeah, Longhorns guys. But I got to show you. I'll be back in a second. I got to show you my press pass find the other day. Aaron went into the 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 absolutely overflowing pile of cards he has. Didn't even realize he had it and pulled it out. I should just take some of his cards. Like he's got too many. Peg junk press pass was legit. Jay actually wants to win. Jay, I'm I'm hoping you win. If Aaron chooses your name, though, it's all right. Guaranteed no. From 2006 press pass, Julian. Can you guess what which player I'm about to show? 2006. Football? 2006 press pass, yeah. Uh, 2006. Yeah, think, I would... hey, think about that draft class that the guy was asking 50 grand for the complete set. Oh, 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 oh. Who would I have? Reggie Bush. No, I would have Reggie Bush cards. Uh, who was from Texas at that time? Come on. Who played Reggie Bush in the final? The chain, the BCS. I have no idea. I'm blanking. Bro, my guy Vince Young. Vince Young. 2006 press pass. I found this thing. Uh, I was going through a box of cards, and uh, I've had this since probably 2006. I had a T-shirt framed, actually, like a Longhorn T-shirt framed in my room, and then this was sitting like on the shirt, so the card was like framed. Um, yeah, so I found it. So I'm gonna get slabbed. Honestly, dude, you might be like an eight. Two like, pretty good condition. It was just shoved around in a sleeve for the last, like, you know, where'd you, find, where'd you find that one? It was literally just in a random box of cards down here. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, it's, it's, it's likely worthless, but uh, yeah, man, anytime no, I know it's, I it's priceless. Exactly. Priceless. <laughs> no, exactly. that's, that's what I, that's what I said. No, it, it, I I like it. I like it. It's probably worthless to others, I should say, because I, I do love this card, and I, I need to get it slapped. So it's going to go into the next SGC order um, as I drop it off my phone stand. <laughs> um, now it's a SGC6. <laughs> no, nah, it's in a sleeve. It's fine. Well, at least I hope. <laughs> the corner like, – oh, the corner of the sleeve just like – maybe it was already dinged. But no, nah, it was definitely already dinged. Not the card, the sleeve. Oh, um, yo, how many items we got left cooking in here? Uh, let's see. Oh, we're getting, I think we're getting close. I had to uncheck the uh, oh, we're, we're at under 24, I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh, that went way faster than I thought. I think I don't think I have any filters on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Pick a card, man. It's just about to reset right now, so pick something. I'm going to go with uh, the Aiden Hutchinson, KV on Thibodeau. All right, I got Albert Einstein, PSA 6. Oh, you're smart. God, I should have done something like that. You remember that KV on Thibodeau to be last card? 
It's a sick dual auto, except it's Leaf. I don't know what I was thinking. Where is it? Uh, oh, I see. I see. Oh, Ian Hutchinson? Yeah. You mean the one of one million one of ones? Yep. All right, Vinny. With, with okay, his, Vinny, we're not. Vinny's got a Chicago Bulls uh, propaganda out here tonight. Read off this comment. Oh, my God. Justin Fields is the second fastest quarterback in NFL history to reach 5,000 passing yards and 2,000 rushing yards. That is the most nitpicky stat I think I've ever heard. Justin Fields is terrible. I'm sorry, Vinny. I'm sorry. He's not good. He's had it. Hey. He's had flashes, but like he cannot consistently play. He sucks. If if he keeps on knocking off the the Lions and maybe the Vikings, which he did knock off the Vikings, I'm okay with uh, Justin Fields. <laughs> we love Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Hey, get, get, keep an eye on those losses up. Next thing you look, if uh, I know that Jim Baker is not showing up anymore. I mean, I think that he's a little after Jordan Love has been dominating. He's, he's quieted. Yeah. He's, he's been suppressed. Dude, I should have picked the Gandhi. I don't yeah, know you, you totally botched it, bro. You could have picked the Gandhi or the Einstein. The boy Gandhi. You weren't studying uh, Jay's uh, possible no. pick. I felt bad because you're not going to guess the name. So I was like, I'll give him a good chance. <laughs> have you seen all the speaking of college football all these weird draft things that are like oh now drake may is higher than caleb williams i'm like nah. dude i really hope the bears pick drake may just another mitchell trubisky 2.0 oh i'd laugh i'd laugh so hard yo i totally just got fleeced julian it already ended <laughs> jay already won it yeah uh marvin harrison jr uh vinnie what if he uh sees he's gonna go to the bears and doesn't clear Okay, we're both out. Wait, do oh wait, all of them say sold. Oh wait, no, they don't. They don't. Oh, there's uh, only five cards left. That did not go well. We're both out. All right. Gandhi well, wouldn't have made it much either. So that's probably the quickest we've ever done this. All right, pulling up. Yeah, I know that that went. We went down fast there. Tom said Aaron. No, 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 no. Tom, I love you. Julian Tom's had like a good 15 week. Tom's run my guy. Keep it up, Tom. You're the MVP. Hey, I got to say, pretty good odds tonight. We got some Star Wars haters. Dude, you say there. that every time, and then you're like, uh, I can guess it. There's like there's like 18 names on here, I think. All right. One. Two. Come on, man. Leslie. Please, Leslie. I need this. I'm I'm going with Bro, is Jay did Jay even Oh yeah, Jay's in there. Uh I'll go with 10 Tanya. Oh. I didn't win. Yeah, you didn't. It's not what you think wins. The I think the more expensive one was the Han Solo. I'd have to go check. I don't know if it's okay. And then Rowett got second. So it's not what you think gets first. Congratulations, I believe. Yes, you get Harrison Ford Han Solo. And then we've got Rowett getting the Ben Kenobi. So there you go. Congrats to you too. And uh, another week. Aaron, how many how many chances do you have left? I got one week left. Time's ticking. Time is ticking. Dude, if you but if you picked it on the last one, I might pass out. I would like I would die. That'd be crazy. Right. 
Um, and Jay, of course, man, I, Hey, I don't, I got a pretty good memory when I remember, I, I say I want to do something. I'll remember it and, uh, I'll make sure it gets done. And, uh, we did get some cool vintage star Wars tonight to give away. Um, Tom says, sorry, Leslie. Yeah, me too. Sorry for picking you, uh, down the farm. I mean, uh, it, it's a hundred percent hits hit rate at this point. If I pick you, you won't win. <laughs> at least Julian's got like a 5% hit rate. So, you know, you have a chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Vinny, uh, Malik Neighbors is absolutely sick, too. There's a lot of really good wide receivers coming out of this NFL draft class also. But uh, that's all we got for tonight. Uh, we appreciate everyone, as always, coming. And guess what? In case you say, hey, there has not been enough of Aaron and Julian. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. We which we know more. which we know everyone's saying. But We know all of you are saying. We need more. Uh, make sure to download the Fanatics Live app. If you have not already, you'll find our faces on there at some place if you just scroll through the first page. Um, our big, big stream on Tuesday morning starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm not going to say 100% guaranteed, but I have to say that this was likely the last episode of Slapstack Sundays from this location, this studio I'm operating yeah. in. And our yeah. next episode on Fanatics Live, our release date for Bowman Draft, will be out of the new location. And that would mean that next week's Slapstack Sundays would be too. So I have an announcement to make too. What? I have to say. Got some good prices on that Bowman draft, so um, you know, pull some heat. Pull some heat. <laughs> you know, if if people are coming like Jay Taunt Man Tuesday morning, maybe maybe I'll just stick with the people that already come to the stream. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Everyone can come and taunt me. I don't care. Make fun of me for not picking anyone's name right at the end of the stream. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Tuesday. I'm, we're hopefully have some big pulls. Get some Paul Skeens. Get some Wyatt Langford. Get everyone some autographs right. and the breaks. Some Tom Brady. Julian's ready to pull the Tom Brady. <laughs> I am so ready. Yeah, uh, Peg Drunk, we're entering extra time on Tuesday. So uh, we got we, we got eight hours of extra time on Tuesday or something like that. Speaking of on Tuesday, if you want to watch a, a grown man cry, you can come watch it at, at 2 p.m. Central time because Manchester United plays in our last Champions League match of the season and will lose 2-0 and miss, miss the Champions League round of 16. Dude, that was so unnecessary, but uh, we beat you, so. Uh... <laughs> I know, but it's just funny because we'll have the game on and you'll likely miss on the round of 16. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're in the Champions League. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really say much more after that. All right. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Appreciate it as always, and we'll see you all in the next Slap Sex Sunday's episode. Episode 100 next week. Make sure you come. Aaron's going to shave yeah. his head. That's not happening, but make sure you come to the episode. See you all then.